1: Hey, teachers, it is Monday, October 30th. We have your NFL Week 8 recap and then a whole bunch of shit to bet on on Mad Max. Join me, the one and only Sex Panther. Panther, crazy sports weekend and an even crazier sports Monday.
2: Uh, yeah, just uh, so much happened over the weekend. College football, NFL, World Series, um, injuries that we need. I'm sure we're going to touch on. And um not sure what we got going on for a Monday, but we got so much. I, there, there's no time for fluff, Max. Like we can't even bullshit anymore. We just got to go to work.
1: That is let's get to work. Point number one, Chiefs need to shake it off. Pause there. No, nothing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the statement divisional games are weird. Is definitely a description for this one. Uh, Lowly Broncos held the Chiefs to nine points. Denver beat KC 24-9 yesterday. Patrick Mahomes picked off twice. Russell Wilson threw for three touchdowns. Now granted, it was only for 114 yards, but still good enough for a win. It ended a 16-game losing streak that Denver had to KC. Man, a bad loss for the Chiefs here, Panther. But even worse, Denver played the song shake it off after the game. (laughs) What are your thoughts on this loss?
2: Well, with the shake it off, I'm, I'm reminded by a good friend of mine who lives in Kansas city, went to a chiefs game many years ago and um, they lost to the Steelers. The Steelers are in town. They lost and coming out. I don't know if you've ever been to Arrowhead stadium, great stadium, but they got these old tunnels and some of the Steeler fans were trolling the chiefs really hard. And when, you know, the, the, The answer was, good luck in the playoffs. And it's like, ooh, yeah. So I think that's maybe the answer to the Broncos. Good luck in the playoffs. Nice win. Uh, Questions, right? There's questions here because the Broncos have been far the worst defense in the NFL, hasn't been close, and the Chiefs can't even get to double digits. Like, I got questions. I know it was really cold. I know there was snow. I know there was all kinds of shit going on. Um, but it's Kansas City, not Honolulu, Hawaii. They should be used to playing in that stuff. I'm not going to make much ado about it. The Chiefs are still really good. and The Broncos are still really bad. Um, But it does, I mean, with them losing, you know, the 49ers have had their woes. I don't know if we have any more dominant teams outside of Philadelphia anymore, Max.
1: Yeah, I mean, we might need to... uh... Might need to uh, wait until Wednesday before we get into that. Let's not let's not jump ahead. Yeah, we we, we need content for Wednesday with the D right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Taylor Swift wasn't there.
2: Maybe that's
1: uh, what I, I, I Listen, man, <laughs> she wasn't there. Uh, Travis Kelsey had a mortal game. Chiefs lost. I mean, that. I think we have our answer here, Panther. I, I, Andy Reid is going to give her like whatever best seat there is on the plane. <laughs> She's traveling with his team going forward. Of course, you wouldn't want to go to Denver. It's fucking cold. She needs to wear her skimpy outfits. I'm sure in the in the in the little glass booths, it's nice and uh, you know, uh, nice and warm in there anyway. But visiting player, they might them they might pull a Boston Celtics, turn turn down the heat <laughs> in, in that room. Yeah, terrible loss, man. I di- I didn't know what to make of this one. It just it just seemed like Kansas City just completely uh had no regard for the fucking uh, uh Broncos here and just sh- no-showed. Like an absolute no-show here, man. Um yeah, well I, listen, I I think Kansas City bounces back. Uh I I think that was just a one-off from Denver. It'll be, it really I'm <laughs> Can't wait to fast forward to see what happens in our D-Gen ranks with with uh, Kansas City and, and Denver here. But, oh, man, just crazy, crazy shit. Uh, point number two, a negative outcome. Giants lost to the Jets in overtime, but it wasn't their only loss for the day. They also lost their backup quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, taken to the hospital. Seems pretty serious, actually. It was, a, it was some kind of uh, rib injury or uh, chest injury, which is, you know, he's a... He's, uh, He's had a couple of those things before. you got to remember, he's, uh, he's had his lung pierced before. Um, so he could be out for a while. And, and that what that meant was New Jersey native Tommy DeVito, no relation to Danny, apparently, uh, he took over. And uh, he'll be the quarterback until Danny Dimes is back uh, maybe two weeks from now. They're, I don't think they're going to push it for next week's game, but maybe week 10. So to make matters worse, Giants had a total of negative 9 Passing yards, Panther, and it still took a last minute score and an overtime field goal by the Jets to pull out the win here. Jets now four and three, Giants two and six. Do you think either of these teams have a chance to make the playoffs?
2: I mean, the Jets have a chance because even though it's not pretty, they're stringing some victories together. The Giants, I mean, they've just kind of buried themselves too far in the hole. There's too many really good teams in the NFC, even with some of the teams that are having their woes, they're still better than the giants. The giants might be done. We'll see if they want to bring Daniel Jones back. I guess, well, man, I have a choice. They don't have any other quarterbacks. Um, But yeah, I think their season's getting away from them really fast.
1: All right. Point number three is Justin Herbert back. He injured his hand in week four. Uh, He then wore a glove during uh, the last few games. Uh, You know, he looked decent during that stretch, but not like that Justin Herbert of old now. And I know it was against the Bears. I know it was against their defense, but he was 31 of 40, 298 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Pretty damn good stat line there for Justin Herbert. Do you think Justin Herbert, the, the real Justin Herbert, has he shown up this season? And if so, will the Chargers make the playoffs?
2: Um, no and no. I think the real Justin Herbert, we've seen him for the last four years, and he's very Jekyll and Hyde. Sometimes you get MVP performances, and sometimes you get, you know, ship performances. I I don't even know how to draw a comparison to him. He's just very inconsistent. The Chargers team as a whole is inconsistent. Um, so no, I'm not really ready to make much uh, of anything of Justin Herbert or the Chargers. Could the Chargers make the playoffs? Sure they could. Could they string together three victories in the playoffs? I would not put any money on that whatsoever. So, no, I I think there's still just another 9-8, and eight, you know, 8-9 Charger team that we see year in and year out.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm tempering expectations here. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, I, I get it. You, you can say that he was injured. Um, but, yeah, it's... Doesn't doesn't explain his whole career, (laughs) like three games with a glove on his hand. Doesn't explain his whole career here, and I I don't know about this Chargers team. I think that the AFC is really tough. I think that there's I mean we're we're about to get we're about to get to something in a in a second where there's a division that just the last place team is four and three, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and uh, the the second to last place team is four and three, and the second place team is four and three. And uh, we'll get to that team in a second. But, yeah, I I just think the AFC is super competitive, and they're going to have to do more. Uh, So I don't trust this Chargers team. And, yeah, great stat line from Justin Herbert. He'll probably fucking shit the bed next week. Point number four. See, we're going to get to it. Uh, The San Francisco 0-3-ers. That's because they've lost three games in a row. Uh, 31-17 loss at home to the Bengals. San Francisco now 5-3, and three, technically now Panther in second place in the NFC West behind the 5-2 and two Seahawks, because Seattle had the bye, so there, San Francisco's now dropped to second place out in the West. Cincinnati, as I mentioned, they're in last place at 4-3, and three. <laughs> but they're <laughs> stuck in that crowded AFC North. Uh, what are your thoughts on both these teams moving forward?
2: Uh, so many questions for the 49ers, you know, they start with Brock Purdy, start with Devo Samuels, you know, the, the, the injuries... Um, like I said, game film, maybe people are catching up to Brock Purdy and this offense. The names look great on paper, uh, but when another really good offensive team comes in and punches them in the mouth like the Bengals did, uh, I mean, they're just, I think we christened them the best team in the NFL, and now we've got questions about them. They're still a really good team. I'm not sour on this team, but for everybody that was kind of looking over their shoulder are the Bengals coming? Are they back? Are we ready to declare them back? I'm planting my flag, Max. The Bengals are back.
1: Yeah, I think the Bengals are back. Um <laughs> you know, watch out NFL. There's your there's your uh, there's Super Bowl chance right there. Yeah uh lots so many questions about this 49ers team now uh surrounding the just the overall I'd say fragile nature of this offense. Maybe that's the term that we need to use here is when all of the pieces are healthy and working, it is a well-oiled machine. It is like every gear is in line. This team is unbeatable. You take one of those cogs out and it just doesn't look the same, right? It's just, you know, I think you got to give a ton of credit to their head coach Shanahan um, for assembling the the offense in that way um or maybe not give him credit because he assembled an offense that only works a specific way you know it's like yeah this offense is great when you have talent on the field <laughs> when the talent is injured uh, you uh know, not so much this is a this is a weird 49ers team in that you know you still don't know what to think about their quarterback you, you don't know if if Brock Purdy's the real deal you really don't um I don't know if Sam Darnold's the answer, probably not, but you look around this league and it's like, you know, there, there's, there's other quarterbacks that maybe you feel better with in the San Francisco offense. I'm not, I'm not throwing Brock party under the bus just yet, but I definitely got some questions as for Cincinnati. Yeah, you're right. That's it. League. Watch out. You're fucked. Uh, Point number five, you mentioned it or alluded to it, injured quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins out for the season, possibly played his last game ever for the Vikings. He tore his Achilles. Yeah, I figured, you know, I'm paving the way for Aaron Rodgers to to come and take over Minnesota, right? You know, Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles, so now I'm going to tear mine so Aaron Rodgers can uh, follow Brett Favre's footprints and, and come play in Minnesota for a couple years. Matt Zafford also injured. He injured his thumb in an ugly loss to the Cowboys. However, Minnesota won the game. And now they're 4 and 4. Rams they lost. They dropped a 5 and th- uh, 3 and 5. Um just absolutely decimated offense for the Rams. Just uh, injury after injury after injury. What do you what do you think? Uh, can, uh NFC watered down. Can either of these two teams make the playoffs still?
2: I did not have the Vikings dead and buried, but without Kirk Cousins, I really don't know what their quarterback situation is. I don't know who the backup was. that came in Forum. I didn't look at the box score, um, but it, it's it's a it's the NFL, right? If you're on the roster as a backup quarterback, you've got to be at least relatively decent. Like the quarterback situation is not that watered down, I wouldn't think. But if it is, the Vikings could be shoppers because with that wide receiver core, with their depth, although not very good depth at running back, and their defense playing much better. I think the Vikings still could make a push for the playoffs. As for the Rams, I was never really high on the Rams. I, I know they had some nice pieces, but I think they just kind of aged out, and unfortunately, you've got rid of a lot of draft picks. But they might be starting to look forward towards a rebuild moving forward. Um, could they string together some victories? Yeah, that the talent's there, but I really don't think they're a playoff team or they are, have a real shot at a Super Bowl
0: or, you
1: know, winning the NFC and get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I I, I did not think Super Bowl or a, a huge playoff run was possible. I did think maybe a winning season was possible, but after that loss to the Steelers last week and now just absolute humiliation, you know, against Dallas injury to Stafford, I'm, I'm loath to admit that this, this season is probably going to be a, a losing season once again. As for the Vikings, they're going to turn to Jaron Hall as their quarterback, maybe. We'll get to that in, a, in one second because I, I will throw a question to you in the next topic. Uh, but they've got a rookie quarterback taking over. Right now, I do believe so. Uh, Vikings still, I think they're still in it. Rams, I don't know if they ever were in it. I was just hoping for a winning season, and even <laughs> that is in question at this point. All right, point number six, six live in Levis. That's a uh, if you know the uh, tagline to Levi's jeans, that is the catchphrase from that. Uh, Will Levis threw for 238 yards. I was high up on Levis, by the way. You guys, you guys remember? Get get back to the pre-draft. Uh I, I love this kid. Um, threw for 238 yards, four touchdowns in the Titans' 28-23 win over the Falcons. Do you think Panther, it is time to hand the reins over to him? And with Kirk Cousins out, is it time for Tannehill to go to Minnesota?
2: Yes, and yes. Listen, I think if there was ever a mirror image of a Kirk Cousins, it probably is Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill is perfectly capable of doing everything that Cousins has ever done. I think their arms are uh, comparable. I think their uh, ability to escape out of the pocket and, and move and run is comparable. Uh, and put Tannehill on a Vikings team, I think he would he would do just as well because the Titans – are probably ready to move on to the next chapter, which, curiously enough, if they are willing to move to Levis and possibly trade Tannehill, they did come right out and say and told Derrick Henry, you're not on the trade market. We are not trading you. So I find that interesting. Maybe they're, they're you know going to stay loyal to Derrick Henry. Maybe they stay loyal to Tannehill. But with what Will Levis did what he did in college, and what he can do. I mean, the the door is open. I think the Vikings should entertain that thought if they want to look for a quarterback. Brian Tannehill is probably the best quarterback to fit their offense and their situation that you're probably going to name.
1: Yeah, listen, if Stafford did not get injured, I would be entertaining a Stafford to Minnesota trade. Like honestly, I think I think you know, Minnesota's got the, you know, uh, the the talent. I don't know if they can take on the salary, but knowing that Kirk Cousins is a free agent after this year anyway and his salary goes off the books anyway, if Stafford was not injured, I would, you know, if I'm Minnesota, I would probably entertain that, but knowing the Stafford thumb injury, um yeah, right. Tannehill just seems like the perfect fit to go in there. I think the, the, the Titans were at a good spot to just make that transition. Um, they're still competitive, still competitive team. Uh, Derrick Henry put up 101 yards, I think, yesterday. Still looked good out there. So I think it's time for Levis to take over. You know, I, I think this kid could be really, really good in this league. Now, extra point time. Let's talk about two rookie quarterbacks that matched up yesterday, and I'm going to pose the question, is the CJ Stroud magic over through his first four games? CJ Stroud looked like a future star. Now the past three averaging 196 yards per game, kind of looking like a Justin Fields clone out there, not making it to 200 yards. Um, bad loss to Bryce Young and the previously winless Panthers. Has your mind started to change about C.J. Stroud or is it just the, the league is caught up, uh, the defenses have caught up with him and, and he's going to go through a rough patch now?
2: I think he'll be challenged more. I think the talent is still there. Um, let's not forget, as magical as he was those first several games, this is a team that's still relatively void of talent at the skill position. So they could use some more wide receivers. They could use some more depth at running back. Uh, C.J. Stroud has exceeded expectations because, you know, beginning of the season, I know I didn't expect much out of the Texans. Losing to the Panthers, does it kind of leave a sour taste in your mouth? Of course it does. They didn't have a win all season. They were going to get one. This is the one. They tripped. They fell. But the Texans are going to rebound. C.J. Stroud's going to rebound. I think he'll be fine. They're going to get more talent. I wasn't on The Houston Texans are going to make the playoffs. They're going to win the division. I really was never there. But I still do think C.J. Stroud is your rookie of the year. Um, But he's going to get challenged because the more film that defenses get on him, the more things that they see on the field, the tougher it's going to get for him. But am I sour on C.J. Stroud? No, no chance. Um, I think his kid's got a great future. And I'm excited to see what they do for him and getting him some more players around them. As for Bryce Young and the Panthers, they were, listen, they've won one and I'm not done with them. They're going to win more games. This isn't a bad team. Bryce Young isn't a bad quarterback. They just got off to a really slow start. I think they still win, you know, a couple more games. They'll be in the top five for as far as draft picks go or your first round draft pick, but they're not just one and done. There's a few more victories in the Panthers future.
1: Again, jumping ahead to Wednesday, we're trying to avoid jumping ahead to Wednesday. I do think we're going to have a shakeup in the bottom of our DJ rank as well with uh, Denver winning and with uh, the Panthers winning and yet another ugly performance from Mac Jones in a blood loss to uh, the Dolphins. So I'm assuming that there'll be a little bit. And, and of course, there's still the Giants to talk about as well. Anyway, i uh, going to take a quick break after that. A bunch of stuff to bet on. Stay tuned. Guess who's back? We are back. Possibly never left you. Uh, We are going to start in the NFL where we do have Monday Night Football. Las Vegas on the road in Detroit. Uh, Seven and a half is the line I'm seeing here. Um, I do think Jimmy G is playing. Last time I saw that, Jimmy G is clear to play uh, in this game. Uh, I'll confirm that while you talk about this game. Uh, I'm just hoping that Josh Jacobs has a shitty performance because my (laughs) fantasy uh, week depends on it uh i i'm uh leading my opponent by i don't know um I, th- I, think, I think i think it's like 18 points or 17 points or something like that so so uh, you know josh jacobs just just 10 points that's i don't, don't even just don't even try today uh panther what, what's your take on this game
2: uh you know my take on this game and what we've seen recently in the nfl over the last two weeks uh, they're kind of conflicting because i really think. The Detroit offense at home, Monday Night Football, Lions fans are coming out of the woodwork. Uh, They're they're excited, right? They've got something to cheer about in Detroit about their football team that's been, I mean, really dormant for since, like, I mean, we got to go back to what, Wayne Fonts. Uh, It's been so long since Detroit's been relevant, but we really do like this team. We like what Jared Goff is doing. We like the running backs, the wide receivers, the coach. We like everything about the Lions. And then there's the Raiders don't like the head coach really kind of iffy on whether or not I even like the players anymore Devontae Adams crying to get out of there the defense is absolutely terrible and yet we say this about so many teams and so many shit teams like the Broncos and the Panthers and these teams are winning fucking games and it's driving me insane I, I listen I I'd like to plant a flag and be like oh Detroit's winning this game but I don't even think I can say that. I really do believe Detroit wins this game. They should win it by three touchdowns. But I'm going to take my Raiders and the seven and a half just because the NFL has been fucked up for two weeks and I don't trust anybody anymore.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to I'm going to bet the Raiders and take the seven and a half here, too, even though it seems like Vegas is kind of pushing us to do so. Seven and a half just seems a little too on the nose. You know, it's like, uh, come on uh i don't know man of course last time we saw the lions on the field they were getting their asses handed to them by the ravens right that was a just they put up 6 points when they win when they win other than that chiefs game right because the chiefs are a weak one when they win they win convincingly right i mean you know two touchdowns against the falcons two touchdowns against the packers Uh, Multiple touchdowns against the Panthers and two touchdowns against the Buccaneers. So by definition, they should probably win by two touchdowns today. Monday Night Football, they should at home, like they should really fucking roll here. But I did confirm Jimmy G is going to play today. He's cleared to start. He will start. Uh, This Raiders team, man, listen. They're only three and four. Like you, you think of this Raiders team as like this fucking almost winless team. They are three and four. They're capable of being competitive. Um, even in some losses this year, you know they, they they had a competitive loss against the Steelers. They had a competitive loss against the Chargers. Now last week they were just absolute shit show against the Bears. But I, I think they can be competitive today. So I'm going to do it too. Uh, it's it's twenty five dollar bet on the Vegas Raiders. So I think we've got one in our DJ parlay already. Let's go over to Major League Baseball, where the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks playing game three, series shifting now to Arizona. Of course, Texas took game one. Arizona bounced back. Big, big, big win. Uh, strong outing by Merrill Kelly. Uh, you know, download was every single episode. Haven't been the kindest of words for Merrill Kelly through the years. This year, a different story uh, pick supporter, and last year too, I think I think you you were on the Merrill Kelly train last year as well. Here's a dude that um what was it uh, during right right before COVID, maybe like like he he's playing in fucking Korea, right? He was a South Korea fucking baseball yeah. player. <laughs> And now he is just absolutely fucking winning in the World Series. Uh, but today it's going to be another pitcher that you were slightly critical of during the regular season, not so much in the in the postseason. Brandon Fat taking on Max Scherzer. And by the way, it's it's not pronounced Fat. I heard the actual pronunciation of it, but I cannot say uh, you know I cannot not say Fat. So it's Brandon Fat. <laughs> it's Scherzer. Uh, line is texas minus 112 arizona minus 104 so call it even right um where are you at in the world series game three panther
2: well listen i'm no college scholar or uh, english professor but from what i learned all the way my elementary middle school days you put that hodgepodge of letters together it's fucking fat there's i don't know what else you come up with but fat and for this show, he's always going to be Brandon Fat. And I was not very kind during the regular season to Mister Fat, but by God, has he been a fucking ace these playoffs? Max Scherzer was, you know, he's basically been Merrill Kelly, you know, before Merrill Kelly became good. Max Scherzer's falling off the face of the earth. His playoff Max Scherzer is not good. Maybe the Mets knew what they were doing and shredding some dead weight there because he has not been good post-injury. I don't know how I can get away from taking Arizona at home and Brandon Fatt. They need Scherzer. Like, Texas needs Scherzer to go longer than 2.2 innings or whatever he did last time because this is the first game in Arizona where they're going to go back to back to back and you do not want to expose that bullpen right out of the gate in the first game. I think the bullpen does have to go out there. I love the Diamondbacks here. Ten bucks on Arizona.
1: So it is uh, pronounced fought. Brendan fought. Is it like the past tense is a fight. Fought you need someone huh. from, you need someone from Boston to say fought, fought. They're trying to say fart. Uh, that That's basically a fought. He's, he's probably, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably want fat over fought. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Oh God. Uh, by the way, you know, talking about the men shedding, of course they, they got rid of Scherzer and Verlander, but they also got rid of Tommy Pham. who I, I you know, I, I think was a great addition for Arizona. Um, up guy, great guy for the clubhouse. It seems, um, in game two, basically told the the managers like, "Hey, uh, my last at bat, you know, I would throw this teammate in here so he gets some World Series um, uh, play, you know." And that's what they did. I mean, they were it was a blowout at that point, so I mean, it's not like you know it meant anything, but you know, it was a nice, a nice fucking gesture uh, for a teammate. Um, as for this game, you know, I was on Texas in game one. Um, I was uh, uh, on Arizona in game two and I'm on Arizona once again in game three. So I'm with you. So we're, you know, we're aligned on that. We got two of the three D parlay. It seems uh, just, I just like fought fat, whatever <laughs> that guy <laughs> to fucking have a big showing. Uh, and you're absolutely right. Texas needs Max Scherzer. They need him to be good. I just don't know if he is. Uh, I see uh, he, he's older. He's injured. I think he's fighting through a lot of pain and I give him a ton of credit for fighting through pain but just fighting through pain isn't enough. You have to pitch well, you have to give a quality start. And he did not give a quality start in game seven when they needed him and i don't i don't know if he's got it in him for this series uh, i'm not i'm not burying max scherzer's career here you know off season he can get healthy and and put up you know half a season of fucking good work next year for the rangers maybe uh align with with uh, his former teammate uh, jacob Degrom uh in in another year or so when when de back from, from tommy john once again uh but, man, I think Arizona is is possibly on the cusp of, of, of winning the World Series here with a win today. So um, we'll see. $10 bet on the D-backs. Now it brings the NBA a full, full fucking slate of NBA games, full slate of NHL games, Panther. I, I got a pair of NBA games. Uh, wh- what do you got?
2: I've got three. We'll start in my, I guess, home state, state that I live in. The Indiana Pacers are going to host the Chicago Bulls. And, you know, we love the Bulls. We like the Bulls. I don't know if we love the Bulls, but we do like the Bulls. But the Bulls can't seem to get out of their own way for the last, you know, couple years. Now we're going against a Pacer team that you seem to really like. I do. And so far, so far this season, you're right. I wasn't high on the Pacers. But listen, I am very quick to admit what I might be wrong. And I might be wrong about this Pacer team. They're showing me something. And I think they show us something again tonight. Only three points. I think they got it in the bag. I'll lay the three and put 10 bucks on the Pacers.
1: Yeah, I, I do like this Pacers team. I think what I, I, I didn't expect them to play this well, and I think there'll be some regression. <laughs> so it's a lot of temper expectations there too. I think offensively there will be some, uh some regression here, but man, they look, they look strong out of the gate. I think this is a team that's really competitive. Uh, They address some depth issues in, in the off season. Um, Halliburton is, is a fucking absolute star in this league. And I listen how when does, when do trades actually like work out for two teams? You know, when you look at Sacramento and you look at Indiana, Indiana, it's just like, just mixing personnel around to get the right mix of personnel. And that's what they did. You know, uh, who, who'd want to give up Sabonis? bonus? You know, you know, it's like, you're not going to give up Sabonis, but you get Halliburton in return. And, um, Man, this this is a, a you know a dangerous fucking uh, uh, Pacers team. Uh, I I I'm on two games, and this is absolutely one of them as well. I don't know if we can get the three anymore. I think it's three and a half. Yeah, it's three and a half. But still, three and a half. Uh, I'll do it. Uh, Ten dollar bet on the Pacers. I, the DJ and Parlay are looking pretty good so far. Panther.
2: I like it. Maybe we'll finish this month strong. Next game up for me, the Mavericks are going to Memphis. Take on the Grizzle. Another situation where I might be wrong. I've always talked about the Memphis depth and, and how deep they are, but you know they've lost some pieces. Steven Adams is out for the season. John Morant suspended. They traded Dylan Brooks, and now this team looks lost. Um, Adami has been uh, injured, so they kind of lost a little bit of depth at uh, center and forward position. They still have Tillman. They still have Zaire. But I think there's so much being asked. Of Marcus Smart and Desmond Bain to carry this offense, that they're just not getting enough production from their starting unit. The depth isn't there, the wins aren't there, and now going against Luka, Luka Doncic and this upstart Mavs team, who I might have sold short as well. I think Dallas goes into Memphis and steals a victory here. Memphis still going to be winless. Dallas, ten bucks on the Mavs
1: going to make the DJ parlay a little tougher now panther because I was betting two NBA games and this is the second one and we are aligned as well I'm betting Dallas to get the win here today um man listen uh, the, uh, I I get it like Dallas hasn't been pushed yet they've beaten the Spurs they've beaten the Nets but their offense looks pretty good out there right they they they've, they've been gelling. Memphis absolutely right their own three they've they, they just looked lost out there um Hard to believe they're going to start 0-4, but I think that's what's going to happen here. So I'm with you, man. $10 bet on Dallas. All
2: right, one more game. This is for all those people up north that listen to the podcast. The Detroit Pistons are hitting the road, going to Oklahoma, take on the Thunder. And I I know we like the upstart Pistons, but I like the youth. I like the talent. Big high on Asar Thompson. Uh, Kate Cunningham is a star in the making. I mean, this guy really is like a – a uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander 2.0. I, I really, really like this kid. But they're still young. They're still inexperienced. And they're going to go against Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Josh Giddey, and Chet Holmgren. I think this is just a little bit too much for this young team. I got to lay five. I'm not excited about the five. But I think the Thunder can do it at home. I'm going to take the Thunder and lay the points for 10 bucks on Oklahoma City yeah i'm gonna
1: lean detroit in this one i i i do have okc winning i do think that they do uh win this one but yeah Detroit's showing a lot more than i expected um you know they had the the close loss to the heat um beat beat the hornets by double digits they beat the bulls by by double digits um so this is a team that is fighting a team that has some young talent uh okc of course love okc i think okc's got a chance to make the playoffs out there that said um got absolutely humiliated by the Denver Nuggets. So, maybe OKC's not quite there yet. Maybe they're not quite ready to compete in the the top the upper echelon of the the West just yet. But I mean that, you know, they they had that 13-0 run to close out that game against uh, Cleveland, which was a quality win. I do think they get the win today, just a tad bit too many points for me, so I'll lean Detroit with the points. That's all I got for the NBA. That's all I got for the NBA. Over to the ice, Panther. what you got on the ice?
2: I got two games that I really don't feel good about. We'll start with the Rangers going to Winnipeg, take on the Jets. Uh, Everything says bet the Rangers. I'm going to bet the Rangers, but it just feels off. Like something about this feels off. I think the Jets aren't as bad as some people think. They're at home. The Rangers are playing really well, and it's not too chalky. I, it is stupid. I probably feel better if it was more like 140, but at 125, it's a value play. Give me the Rangers.
1: Uh, yeah, tons of moral support here. I I almost bet this one as well. Um, I do think that the the Rangers come out with the win today. Uh, yeah, surprising start to the Rangers Rangers season. I mean, I thought that they were going to be you know good, but I mean they're. They're one of the better teams in hockey right now. Uh, They've won four games in a row. They look solid out there. I think, you know, on the road, um, they've done a lot of road games so far. I think uh, this is their seventh road game. Um, You know, (laughs) they played eight games. Oh, this will be their ninth game. They have seven road games. So, been on the road a lot. They've done well. I think they get a win today, too. So, yeah, tons of moral support on the Rangers.
2: All right, next game, last game for me, the Montreal Canadiens. Are going to Vegas, take on go, my Golden Knights. Love how the Golden Knights got off to the start of the season. But as I'd mentioned last time I talked about Vegas, they got fat off some really subpar competition. Montreal's not great, but they're not subpar. This is a, a pretty capable Montreal team. I know I don't like you know Canadians coming to the States, but they've been here, they've done this travel, it's not a big deal. Vegas, it's gonna catch up to them. I I know the competition's going to get stiffer. The last two games have gone to overtime. I they're due for a regular time loss and I think this is it. Getting tons of value on the Canadians at plus 180. Give me the Canadians for 10 bucks. I I might
1: say the Canadians. Let me let me pull this line. Uh, uh getting the goal in a half might be a, a pretty smart play here. Let's see uh What what we're we doing here with the the goal and a half? Because uh, I listen, I agree with you. you know, um, eh, losing it's minus one twenty on Canadians with the goal and a half. Um, you know Montreal's getting some wins. They're all close wins. Even and, and you know I think they've got a minus one goal differential in the season. Um, and they've got a five and two record. So I mean you know uh they're they're winning close games. Um, they you know when they lose they lose by a couple of goals it seems. Um. I think they can keep this one close. I have the golden Knights winning this one. I'll lean Las Vegas for the win, but yeah, listen, if you're out in DG land, I don't hate this as a value play or uh, with the plus, you know, the taking the goal and a half. I think, I think they'll, they'll keep this close.
2: That's all I got for hockey. What do you got?
1: Oh God. Uh, Let's, (laughs) I'm going to take two, (laughs) two, two big uh, swings for the fences here. As we head to Pittsburgh with Anaheim in town, Uh, I've, I've kind of won some money betting the Anaheim Ducks this season, and Pittsburgh's a not a very good team. Anaheim—they strung together three wins in a row—and you're telling me this team that is now you know at 500 against a team that is not doing so well, and and you're giving me 200, 202, ten dollar bet on the Ducks.
2: I cannot argue at all. I don't. I don't understand how Pittsburgh is getting these chalky of lines. They're mediocre. And that's probably being complimentary. The ducks, uh, they're, they're going to fade. They're not going to stay at 500. They're not going to, this is not a good team, but I'm with you two to one. Yeah. Tons of moral support on the ducks.
1: A uh, line actually just came on the board for a uh, two on that line. so I'm going to take 210. Cause I'm a greedy fucker. Uh, last one up for me, uh, one of the teams that we talk about a lot they you know up and down team team that you i don't know if you're ever going to bet on them again the seattle kraken (laughs) playing today in Sampa bay against a uh bay lightning team who you know decent start to the season you know uh really good at home i get that like i don't think that they I don't think that they lose this game, so maybe just I have Seattle with a plus one, plus one and a half, but you lose all the value there. Um, I, I just think that this could be a, a game that Tampa Bay lets go, and I'm getting a plus 140 line on Seattle. I actually like my Anaheim play better than this one, so if you're going to take a flyer, uh, maybe uh, take, the, take the Ducks and not this one. But yeah, $10 bet on the Kraken.
2: Well, either one of them, you at least net a small profit. But I, I like Tampa. I don't love them like I have the previous years. They're just they're getting older. They're still a really good team. Seattle, so many questions. Uh, I think the, the play is Seattle just because of the value. I can't lay whatever it is, 180, 190 on Tampa Bay. That's just too much. So I'll give you moral support on the bracket.
1: All right, close out this uh, show strong with a DG Parlay. you got the Pacers, minus 3.5 points. Las Vegas Raiders in the NFL, plus 7.5. And, and the Arizona Diamondbacks on the money line, minus 104. That DG Parlay will pay 6.23. we got that today and tomorrow. let close out this month with DG Parlay, so hopefully we can maybe go back-to-back, close out the month strong. Tomorrow, of course, Halloween. We'll talk about Halloween stuff briefly tomorrow. And, of course, we'll uh, have our uh, – our reactions to the monday night football game but until then panther take us home
2: all right well you guys know the deal we hang out on facebook we hang out on x twitter uh, but mostly it's right here in the discord in our asylum come in here and shoot the shit with us call us out by name we'll holler right back but most importantly let us know what you did over the weekend what you're going to do today and when it's all said and done kids make some money fools